So we might offer that if only we could willingly, happily, readily accept correction to our thought, we could catapult ourselves into truly unbelievable stratospheres of success and inner well-being and happiness. Why might this be? So we say something very interesting. In my experience, I may simply all of a sudden begin to desire something. I want to go here. I want this kind of food. I don't want to do this. All of a sudden, I may begin to fear something. My heart rate goes up when I see an insect or an animal or a given person or hear some kind of news that something happened. All of a sudden, I may feel very sad. All of a sudden, I may feel, feel excuse me, pretty happy or very happy. All of a sudden, uh, my motivation may go down. It may go up. All of these different things can occur on the very same day, even possibly within the very same or certainly within the very same hour, maybe even within the same minute for some people. You know, I feel a little bit happier, a little bit sadder, excuse me, this and that. All that I know uh, in connection with such states is, is them. I, I just want this. I just don't want that. I just don't like this. I just do like that. I'm just drawn to this. Excuse me. I just have an aversion to that. That's all that I know. And yet, if we uh, lift the, the trunk, as in a car, uh, our psyche a little bit, and we really think about it, we see that there are reasons that can be, uh, to some or another extent, we might even say rationally delineated. Right? We just may not know about them. So, for example, uh, I say that I want to breathe. If I'm not sure whether I want to breathe, I can hold my breath and I'll see that I will want to breathe. And yet, why? I, I don't recall choosing to want to breathe. Why should I be so intimately uh, uh, concerned with breathing? And and we say that there's a uh, this can be uh, rationalized, right? There's lungs. The body requires oxygen, and without oxygen, consciousness is soon lost, and, and, and unfortunately, death follows uh, sometime after if there's no supply of oxygen. So, abracadabra, I want oxygen. Even if I've never heard, I have no idea what is oxygen. How does somebody know, right, without uh, scholarly kind of uh, tools and, and, and discoveries? Who's to say? Right? Only in the past few centuries has medical science advanced to, for example, clarify excuse me, the circulation of the blood, uh, how exactly digestion works, this and that. But we see right, that, that uh, I get hungry. I don't need to know about my stomach or about calories, but I, I just get hungry. And yet those realities are there. Uh, even some scholars suggest that people uh, may get hungry concerning foods that contain uh, um, vitamins that are, are lacking. Certainly animals seem to be to, to have this trait. You know, I, I'm lacking this this vitamin. I, all of a sudden, I really want this food. So there's an intellectual to so say reason, but it's translated into simply something that I can understand without much thought. Right? Uh, something very hot objectively hurts my body. But I don't need to know about that in order to have a reflex to pull my hand away from a stove, for example, from something very hot. Being very cold can obviously, unfortunately, lead to our demise. And yet, I don't need to know about any of that. Uh, uh, am I warm-blooded? Am I cold-blooded? I don't need to know in order for cold to feel very unpleasant. Right? I don't need to know anything like that. If I break open my skin, I can get an infection. May we be spared. But uh, even without that knowledge, a paper cut usually doesn't feel good. Any kind of cut or break of the skin... 
usually doesn't feel good. Maybe there's a, a, so the toe, something that doesn't really hurt, but generally speaking, or somewhere the foot, generally speaking, uh, it, it, it hurts. All right, so this is a quite amazing thing, and we see that this seems to follow with the rest of our psychology too. Uh, all of a sudden, I get scared. I have no idea why, but if I really think about it, honestly, I may find out. There's, I certainly will find out eventually if I am able to. There's a reason, right? Some kind of trauma, some kind of quote-unquote subliminal or unconscious connection, this or that. I have this desire. I, I don't know why, but also I can discover it. All of a sudden, I get sad. Also, I can discover it. Something is leading to my self-nullification. Something is leading to my self-satisfaction in a different instance. So, uh, with that said, we can say that a way perhaps to view it is that I have a certain, just to use a very ambiguous uh, uh, metaphor or analogy from computers, I have a certain software, not literally by any stretch of the imagination, but just to so say, I have a certain software and it's consistent out of my thinking. It's consistent out of my beliefs, out of my understandings of what is true versus what is false, what is right versus what is wrong. Who am I and what do I want and what is life all about? Uh, uh, what are other people, what's my relationship with other people, all this kind of stuff. It's there. I may just not know about it, and I probably don't without a lot of effort. And we see, consequently, that my results in life seem to be contingent uh, in large part on this. How do I think? How do I understand the world? It seems to be, excuse me, absolutely paramount. So with that said, we see that life naturally can correct our thinking and other people can correct our thinking. Let's say that in my belief system, I'm the only real one. I can do anything I want to anybody else. I don't like how somebody's looking. I'll slap them. I I, I want something. I'll just take it. I I like your uh, chain. I'll grab it. I like your shoes. I'll take them right off your feet. If I have this belief system, very quickly, the world will check me. Right, I'll try to pick on the wrong person and I'm going to get my butt whooped at minimum. I may get in trouble with the Lord depending on where I'm at. This and that. So we say that I can kind of be corrected if I am willing to take correction from what happens in the world and from the reactions of other people. I currently have kind of, again, overly pampered or selfish or narcissistic beliefs. Other people respond to me negatively. Right? They yell at me. They don't like me. Also, it can be correction. I keep uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, failing in what I'm doing. Also, this can be taken as a correction. And yet we see that very oftentimes we do not take correction no matter what. No matter how many times we fail, how can we think about this? One way perhaps to think about this is that uh, being that most of this is unconscious or all of it or, or thinking. Really, all that I oftentimes know is my pride and my dignity and my sense of I'm right and you're wrong and, and I want to feel good. Right? And that's about it. And consequently, even if I have a very, very screwed up mentality, right, if I then get corrected instead of saying, oh, well, I guess I was wrong. Let me change how I view things. I'm liable to say, well, forget you. Screw you, pardon the language, the world, the person, the correction, whatever it may be, right? Instead of uh, grasping, oh, well, I guess that mentality of that I'm the only real one and I can go slap people whenever I want is wrong. Why don't I change? I oftentimes, and some people thankfully do change, but I may simply say, ah, the world must be evil. They don't let me do what I want. And that's it, right? The world doesn't let me steal. The world doesn't let me get away with things. 
Right? I can't succeed without effort. Well, the world must be evil. How can it be that I can't succeed without effort? Things can't just happen for me just because I wish them. Instead of getting corrected. So we see we can go our whole life without ever altering our scheme of a perception even a little bit. Meaning the scheme concerning which I, I experience things and how I understand things. How I relate them to myself. So what wouldn't here be necessary? We might say that it's a recognition of the desirability of such change and such correction and then just opening ourselves up to that and taking responsibility. If nine times, if not 10 times out of 10, somebody responds to me negatively, that means that something I'm doing wrong, right? Not everybody is perfect and yet even highly imperfect people respond in a very different way to humanity, to kindness, the real sympathy, the real lack of self-will, very differently. So I can't just blame it on others and say, ah, everybody else is evil and that's why they respond poorly to me. If I keep failing in life, I keep screwing something up, I take it as a correction. Maybe I misunderstand something about what I'm trying to do. If my relationships are screwed up, I take responsibility. I say, maybe it's something about me. If I'm not very happy, right? if I'm anxious, if I'm stressed, if I'm depressed, I take responsibility. I don't blame it on the whatever it may be. You know, the stars are off today. I blame it on or I take responsibility. And by so doing, I can hopefully attain to a little bit of sincerity, a little bit of truthfulness, and then really think about what is it that's going on? Where am I going wrong? Where is my thinking off? And by and following that, I can hopefully correct my thinking and allow life and other people and my success or lack thereof to calibrate my inner context continually and to improve my so-called, so to speak, programming and consequently constantly be leveling up. All right. So we can think about it. Thank you for listening.